three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, Essential Album Series, where tonight we're going to pick an album that may not be as widely known as some of the more popular ones, but has to be either listed on the Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums of All Time list or the 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die book by Robert DeMeary. This one happens to be number four on the list of the 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die list, and it's from someone that I am going to make the request that people need to really know about. This is someone from a long time ago that had a style that has never been duplicated and was so unique and so special that really deserves some attention. So what I've decided to do is pick what, what I think is his best album and explore it a little bit and talk a little bit about what he did and how he did it. So what we're going to do is pick Louis Prima's album, The Wildest. And The Wildest album actually came out November of 1956. Now, I will say that this album is as amazing today as it was then and as unique of a piece of art today as it was then because the style is so different and so special that it was not like any of the other genres or any of the other styles of the era. You have to put it into a blues swing type of a category, but because Louis Prima was so unique and so outrageous and just expressive that he just stood alone. He was very Italian in his demeanor and in his pronunciation that I could maybe make the case that he had a bit of what Dean Martin had, but more on the fun side, more on the energetic side. Whereas I look at Dean Martin as more of a crooner and a kind of smooth jazz kind of guy. Louis Prima was wild and he had so much energy. And so, first, real quick before we get into the music, Louis Prima, just to get a little bit of background, Louis Prima was born December 7th, 1910 in New Orleans, and a lot of his jazz roots come from being a New Orleans guy. He was, he played trumpet, he played a lot of different uh, styles of music, he grew up listening to so many different bands and so many different artists, he palled around with tons of different jazz musicians back in New Orleans, and he has told the story that when kids would meet each other in the street for the first time, they basically would say, hey, what do you play? Because everyone played an instrument, so it was kind of like the thing. So Louis Prima worked in the New Orleans area as a jazz musician, as a trumpeter, but then really started to separate himself because of his lively and energetic and funny personality and actually started to be a, like a band leader and started by leading some shows that were more of a, of a variety act, but then kind of took a band and formed his own thing and then moved to New York City. And it was tough in New York City for a couple of reasons. One, the Italians still weren't looked at as a group that had a lot of respect in the music industry back then just because just after World War II, things were still a little you know, difficult for that group. But because he was so... Um, because he was so good and because he was so energetic and so entertaining, you could not help but like this guy. 
So I'm going to ask for people to give him a shot because he's not widely known. He's not someone that's extremely popular, but absolutely should be. He's not included with so many of the guys like the Dean Martins and the Sammy Davises and the Frank Sinatras and some of the crooners, even the Bing Crosbys back in the day. And yet he's also not included in some of the jazz traditional guys with like the, you know, the musicians of the era because he's right in the middle. He's heavy on the horns, big energy, very boisterous. He's got a humorous type of personality and it comes through. If you ever see him live, you can see it in the way that he sings and the way that he dances around. He's extremely animated. But even in the music, you can feel it. But this is my attempt to say, try something new because he deserves to be included in that same category. He's absolutely terrific. So I want to kick off the music with a song that I think most people know for a couple of reasons. One, because it's one of his biggest hits. And two, because so many other artists have actually covered it. And they probably know it from a couple of different cover versions. One by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. He actually won in 1999 a Grammy Award for it. Uh, it was used in a Gap commercial, but I think that the original version, Louis' version, is still the best. Just listen to his energy. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. You better come inside, let me teach you how to jive and wheel. Oh, you gotta jump and jive and then you really gotta jump and jive and then you really gotta jump and jive and then you really gotta jump. Singing uh, in the background is actually his fourth wife at the time was Keely Smith. She married Prima in 1953 and they would tour together and she was just this great. Um, balance to his chemistry. She was more of the quiet, really proper singer, and he was just this outrageous, energetic kind of guy. And they uh, did a great job together as a as a group. All right. We're going to pause it there because i got to go quick on these essential albums. I want to go to another song right away that, that, that I think really brings out who Louis Prima is. This is the way that he would build a song. He would start it usually a bit slow or a bit more reserved, and it would build. And you were part of the experience. You were part of the party the way that he put these songs together. And usually by the end, it was just a roaring, just upbeat, crazy energetic song. So song number two is track number eight on the album, and that's Buonasera. Buonasera, senorina, buonasera. It is time to say goodnight to Napoli. Though it's hard for us to whisper, buonasera, with that old moon above the Mediterranean Sea. So this is how it starts, and they get a couple of verses like this, but as we get closer to the middle of the song, the way that he builds it, this is, starts to pick up a little bit. And you're part of the party. You're part of this irresistible, joyous party that he always has. Where the mountains of the sun come into sight And by the little jewelry shop will stop and linger I mean, you just can't help but, like, tap your feet. Keep building and building. Here's the background. And then he's got all of his horn players set up. And here comes the big finish. And you can hear that he's left 
except in the clapping and the yelling and the, the, the fact that everyone's in a room together recording these things, which is just uncommon. You wouldn't hear that today, and that energy is just that live feeling of being a part of the actual music. He's just so known for that. Remember how we started? Here we are in this like big, big, big up tempo kind of number, but we bring it back. And how are we going to finish? We could end it there, but Oh, so good. All right, we're going to go to track number one, one of the most popular songs that he ever did, which is a, a medley. Half of the song is called Just a Gigolo. The second half of the song is I Ain't Got Nobody, Nobody Cares For Me. The way that he puts this together, the way that it's structured is just awesome. And so, Louis Prima. So we're going to start off nice and light and slow. And just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Paid for every dance, selling its romance. And so many people have done different versions of Just a Jiggle. I mean, Thelonious Monk, Sarah Vaughn, Louis Armstrong, Fats Waller. I mean, just so many people. But his version has the most energy, for sure. And I can't help but think of the Mad Dog and Glory scene with Robert De Niro, where this is playing on the jukebox and Robert De Niro's dancing around. It's just so good. Paid for every dance, selling each romance. Oh, what this is. And there will come a day. All right, so I'm going to fast forward to a couple of different spots because I want you to see how he structures this song and puts it together because only Louis Prima could do something like this. But let's look at the transition between Just a Gigolo and I Ain't Got Nobody. Right here. Without me, cause I ain't got nobody. Swing a little bit. Now, originally, I Ain't Got Nobody was published in, in, in a jazz uh, album, 1915. So here he goes. So so good. So let me go. Let me go to the end here, where he is just just going for it and just begging people to be a part of this energy. Probably his biggest number. His most people know this one, but listen to this. Now listen to the back and forth. 
kids listen to this. He brings it all the way back. Brian Setzer, The Village People, Big Bag Voodoo Daddy, Dave and David Lee Roth has done that song, but no one has done it with that kind of power and that kind of energy like Louis Prima. So that's my that's my plea to everyone is to give him his due and give him another shot and listen to this guy because he is so unique and so, so special. One more we're going to do, and that's track five, and that's Oh Marie. The energy on this one. Listen to this. Oh Marie. Oh Marie. Oh Marie. Oh Marie. In your arms, I'm longing to be, longing to be, mm, baby, baby. Tell me you love me, tell me you love me. Kiss me once while the stars shine above me, shine above me. Hey, hey Marie, hey Marie, oh Marie, oh Marie. In your arms, I'm longing to be. Now, Louis Prima was the arranger on most of these songs, and this back and forth that he's about to do with his horn player is so much fun. Listen to this. Sammy, come here, boy. Where money? Where money? Where money? That's Sam Butera playing on the, the tenor sax, who's a phenomenal, phenomenal player from New Orleans as well. Here's your little Italian influence. Now, for the rest of the song, you got the horns that just take over. Listen to this. Louis included. This song, you would sometimes, if you ever watch them live on some YouTube videos, you can see them. They'll actually start to do a little serpentine kind of dance, which is a New Orleans tradition where they would kind of get in front of, uh, into the stage and through the crowd, and they would go single file, and they would all follow each other in this, like, kind of a dance almost. And Louis was known for that because he'd always get the crowd involved, and all the horn players would just kind of dance behind each other, which is the reason, by the way, that most people don't realize that Louis Prima was the Jungle Book as the orangutan, King Louis, which came out in 1967 because they wanted someone that was really kind of a, a crazy monkey with and singing some different songs and parading around. And so they went to go and see Louis Prima, who was performing in Vegas, and they go... That's exactly who we want. So I'm going to play, even though it's not on the album, I'm going to play I Want to Be Like You because I want you to remember him from that. And this is where a lot of people first heard his voice. That's Louis Prima. I reached the top and had to stop and that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cub, and stroll right into town. And be just like the other men. I'm tired of walking around. Oh, ooby doo, I want to be like you. Not a lot of people realize that that's Louis Prima. All right, going back to the album, track number ten. I'll be glad when you're dead, you rascal, you. Song written in 1929 originally. The Mills Brothers did it. Cab Calloway did it. Louis Armstrong did it. But again, no one has quite the energy, no one does it quite like, the amazing Louis Prima. So please, if you can, give him a shot, give this album a chance. There's nothing like this swinging jazz with a little Italian undertones 
no one does it better. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'll be glad when you did you rescue you. I'll be glad when you did you rescue you. I'll be glad when you're in your grave, you dog. Dirty dog. I invite you to my house for a meal. All my meatballs you try to steal. Mm, you're a dirty dog. You're dirty dirty dog. dog. I will be glad when you did your rascal you. I'll be glad when you're in your grave, you dog. Dirty dog. I'll be standing on a corner plastered when they bring your body by. 